It's Tuesday at 8pm and you're listening to The Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM. You're listening to The Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM. Good evening and you're very welcome to this week's Best Possible Taste. I'm Sharon Noonan and coming up on the show tonight, we meet Sarah O'Mahony to find out how her career in hospitality started in Shannon College of Hotel Management and brought her full circle back to the college where she's now the marketing manager. And young female entrepreneur Kira Hannabury shares her journey from the family farm to setting up her first business age 16 to her latest venture, which is called Korea Ireland. But before we talk to Sarah, let me tell you how to get in touch with me here at The Best Possible Taste. You can make contact by emailing me s.noonan at live.ie or you can tweet me at Queen of Org as in Queen of Organisation and I'm also on Instagram at Sharon J. Noonan. So I was recently involved in an online initiative headed up by the Dunraven Arms Hotel in Adair, which involved providing transition year students with an insight into the world of hospitality. The project was a collaboration with Shannon College of Hotel Management, and through it I met the college's marketing manager, Sarah O'Mahony. Sarah joins us by Zoom now to tell us more about her career in hospitality and how it's led her back to her alma mater. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. Sarah, you're very welcome to the programme. You're the marketing manager at Shannon College of Hotel Management, which sounds like a fantastic job. And you've had a very interesting career that brought you to that. You are an alumni from the college. You actually studied there. But before we get to that, I want to take you back to when you were in school in Castle Troy. Did you want to pursue a career in hospitality? I don't think hospitality was uh, was something that was, it definitely wasn't in the family. Um, it wasn't something I had thought about all my life. Um, it was actually my best friend uh, was was going to Shannon. It was the only thing he wanted. Um, his brother had actually studied there before him. So he was, he was fully sure he was going to Shannon. And it was actually um, his influence that, that made me consider the course in Shannon. And then when I started looking at the, the modules, the opportunities for travel, um, I suppose the fact that you come out with a, with a full business degree, um, that, was, that was kind of when I, when I started actually giving it some serious consideration. And I think it was, it was definitely more the course um, that attracted me than the industry because I had, I had actually no, no experience in the industry before going to Shannon. So, uh, so I was a novice coming in. It has a very long, well-established and a very good reputation for anybody that wants to go into hospitality. There are alumni all over the world and, as you say, the travel opportunities that the hospitality industry presents in normal times are just amazing. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's that was the, the biggest um, draw for me was that opportunity to travel. Um, and I think when I looked at the course and I saw, okay, I'll be in Shannon for year one. Uh, I'll be traveling on a placement in Europe for year two, Shannon for year three. I did the Bachelor of Commerce, so Galway for year four. And then after that, it was basically, you know, put a put a pin on the map. Where where would I like to go? And I think for me, that was just an amazing opportunity. And um, I think travel has always been 
in in my blood it's in my genes my my parents are, are they they love to travel they love to go and see new and different places so i think that was a a massive part of um the draw for me for for Shannon well we'd love to hear more about your placement year and where you went and what you did during it it, it sounds like it was a very exciting year yeah absolutely so um i spent my second year in lausanne in switzerland um, I worked in the Borovage Palace, which is, I think even still to this day, might be one of the most beautiful hotels I've, I've ever been to. Um, not mind, you know, having the chance to work there. Um, it's, it was, I think it was 500 years old. We celebrated its um, 500 year um, birthday while I was actually working there. Um, and it's this beautiful old Swiss palace, um, just absolutely stunning, overlooking Lake Geneva, uh, you look over the over at the other side of the lake you can see um the French Alps and it just absolutely amazing um location I worked in a couple of different departments so I I started off in um banqueting so I was working uh you know for uh, different weddings uh, big conferences um absolutely beautiful gala balls um they have the most amazing um ballroom in in the hotel it's absolutely stunning one of the most beautiful rooms I've ever been in um so I think even even when it wasn't as glamorous and I was just polishing glasses I used to wheel the glasses up to the to the ballroom and just stand in the corner of this absolutely amazing room polishing glasses and happy out so then I moved on from there to um breakfast uh, breakfast was a struggle for me. I'm not a, a morning person. So uh, so uh, getting up at kind of half five to be at work for, for six or sometimes getting up to be at work for five um, was a bit of a struggle. But you know what? It was it was an experience. I learned an awful lot, mainly that I'm not a morning person um, from that experience. But again, really, really good to see it and to, to learn how it all works. Um, and then my final department um, was room service. And uh, again, completely different. And there's something, you know, going into somebody's room in a hotel to set up for, you know, could be a, a really special dinner in the room. Um, it could be just a, a, a special occasion or, um, you know, or else it's just their evening meal. But going in and giving that five-star service in the hotel bedroom setting is... Uh, is, is amazing as well. And again, of course, you know, a lot of people used to like dining out on the balconies so they could be looking at the lake and, you know, absolutely amazing experience. And that was only while I was at work. I suppose the, the big part then was um, when you weren't working um, and all of my friends from Shannon were living, you know, in Barcelona, in, in Brussels, in, uh, in France. They were, you know, all over the place. So we had great opportunities to travel as well and go visit our classmates. And that was that was absolutely fantastic, you know, that um that that opportunity and and knowing people in cities, I think, as well is is fabulous because you know, they can show you around and show you the the real exciting spots and the local spots. So um yeah, really, really great experience. And whenever you said there that you're not a morning person, it just brings to mind that working in hospitality if you are a morning person, it's a great industry to work in because there are those jobs that are morning jobs. 
But equally, if you're a night owl, then there are those jobs as well. So just to find the, the one that suits you best, because there are so many opportunities at the moment. The demand for people in hospitality is on the increase because of the reopening in a few weeks time. I've seen loads of ads and requests on social media you know come and join our team and they're going to be looking for good people not necessarily with fantastic qualifications but that have great interpersonal skills that are ready to put their shoulder to the wheel and work hard because I'd say it's going to be so busy whenever hospitality um, opens up and one of the things I think people think especially working in the kitchen as a chef that it's you know 70 odd hours a week which isn't the case now it might have been once upon a time but there's lots of regulation there now where you only do a certain number of hours yeah absolutely and I think um you know it's it's an industry that I think has has a bad rep for you know that you work you work very hard um and that there's no perks and you're always working on social hours but that you know that's not always the case there are times, you know, when a hotel is incredibly busy and you're going to be working really hard at those times. Um, <clears throat> but then there'll be other times where it's not quite as busy and you'll, you know, you'll be working normal hours. But I think that's the same in 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 most industries and in most jobs that you're in that, you know, if if there's an incredibly busy time in the year, you're going to work a little bit harder at that point. And and I think um I think if you want to be successful and you want to get to maybe if your your ambition is to get to the highest point in any particular career I think you're going to work hard um, and you're probably going to work um, harder to get there than when you actually get there you know it's it's um, getting up to that point is is the hard bit um, so I've, I've a lot of ho- like friends and classmates that work in hotels um, and and a lot of them have have more control over their their schedules and their their times that they work. And the higher up the scale they kind of get, because they can kind of say, "Well, okay, I'm managing my time myself." So that's that's something that they can um, that they can manage as well. So I think it, it does change, and you can you can direct your career in the way that you you want it to go as well. I mean, my my last position in a hotel was in. Um, sales and marketing and you know that's that's generally a Monday to Friday nine to five job you know so I probably um, had more social hours working in that job than I do in this job you know because I do a lot of traveling in this role so well usually I do anyway um so so the hours in the hotel were probably more um traditional um if you like yeah, so there's sales and marketing, there's working as a chef, there's front of house, there's receptionist, there's HR. It is a very diverse industry in terms of the different opportunities and doing the, the courses at Shannon open those doors for you. And, you know, it's not just working in hotels or restaurants or cafes. A number of alumni have gone on to open their own businesses uh, food production businesses, for example, and even some of them have moved into the area of social media and become social media influencers. Yeah, so we've a, we've a few students who were due to graduate this year, and and one in particular, um, Anna Heavers. She was planning to go to um, work in the plaza in New York. Um, obviously, that that didn't happen. Uh, we weren't allowed to travel to America, unfortunately. Um, so she actually just. Um, looked at what her, her other strengths were. So she ended up going and uh, setting up a kind of a, an Instagram page where she was doing cooking demonstrations, 
Uh, she's now doing promotions for different fitness products and uh, healthy eating. And yeah, so she's been really, really successful and has been sponsored by a lot of different um, companies and things like that. So, you know, now she's she's gone back working in hotels um, now. So I think she's starting in a new position in the next couple of weeks. So uh, so good to see her back back in hotels as well. Absolutely. And reality TV, we must mention it also. Yeah, absolutely. That's a that's a kind of a new one uh, to us. Um, actually, it's it's one of my classmates who um, she's on the the latest season of Below Deck. So uh, she's been a- across a lot of different um, media media stations in in Ireland as well, being interviewed about the program. But it just kind of shows how versatile the degree is and um, the industry is. You know, she's uh, she works on private yachts. Um, you know, so. Uh, looking after very wealthy guests uh, who are spending an awful lot of money to spend a couple of days on a on a private yacht. So uh, yeah, it can take you to to lots of different places. Yeah, there's lots of of so many exciting opportunities within it. And we should say about your placement year that is a page year, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So we've two placement opportunities in Shannon. So year two is generally in Europe. And then your final placement is after year four, which is essentially your first job. Um, and that's that's usually an international placement. Um, uh, a lot of students will decide to go travel for a while. Some of them will come back to Ireland then with those skills. Some of them uh, will continue to travel, um, you know, but I mean, that's one of the joys of the industry. Um, but that final placement, it is essentially your first job. So um, the fact that you've been building your career throughout the programme, I think really really helps because when you go into that role, you you've had a, the opportunity to kind of um, steer your career in the direction that you want to go. Um, so that final placement kind of acts as uh, as that first job, which is which is often a, a tough one to get. So our, our students are, are are generally lucky to to that they don't struggle to get that first job. And you are now in the marketing role um, in the Shannon College of Hotel Management. Was that something that you saw yourself moving into or how did it come about? Um, I think for me, it was it was probably the, the same thing that uh, drew me to Shannon in the first place. It was that opportunity to travel. So um, my, my first role in Shannon, I was... Um, I was covering for uh, my colleague Sarah, also Sarah, um, who she was the marketing manager in the college at the time. And she actually went to cover a role for, well, it was initially for one year, it turned into to longer. Um, so she went to cover a role in the Seychelles Islands for the college. So we actually have a, have a, a program that runs parallel to ours in the Seychelles Islands. Um, and then the students come to us at the end of it. So she went um, over there to to help with kind of the development of the program. So I stepped into her role in Shannon. And again, it was really the the opportunities to travel. So it was um, it was student recruitment, but it was the international student recruitment that uh, that kind of drew me in. So it was you know I I got to to travel to China, India, Malaysia, Vietnam. Um, lots of amazing places and and all all for work. So uh, so really really great opportunities um, to see different parts of the world. And of course, um, I suppose more most importantly for me, try lots of different food as well, which is a which is a big part of travel. I think for me, I'd always look forward to um, getting to to sample some of the local 
local food and, and try something different. In terms of the breakdown of students at Shannon then, Irish versus international, is it 50-50 or what sort of ratio is it? Um, it wouldn't be 50-50. There was a time where, where it was 50-50. Now you kind of, you would usually, we usually accept about 100 students per year. Um, now, obviously, it's a little bit different at the moment, but the norm would kind of be um, kind of about 20 international students in that group. And they'd be um, coming from all over the world. So really, really nice, diverse um, community in Shannon. And, uh, you know, it's it's really nice for, I suppose, for, for well, it was lovely for me as a student. And, and also now that I'm working there to have the chance to to work with and, and to meet people from so many different backgrounds and learn about their cultures and teach them a little bit more about ours. And I think it's a, it's a really nice environment to be in. And that's one of the huge advantages of traveling and doing international placements is finding out about those different cultures and then being mindful of them. If you do return to Ireland and you're working in a hotel in Ireland and you know there's a visitor coming from a certain country and they have certain practices or traditions in those countries because breakfast times, which I know you're not a fan of, but they might vary in, in, in different countries and different cultures and what they eat, all of those different things have to be taken in, into consideration. So it's great to accumulate that knowledge whenever you are on placement or just traveling in your leisure time. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think it's it's so important to just to, um, to keep learning and just to be open to, to learning about, you know, about about everyone and everything um, and something we've introduced in in Shannon recently is um we have a, an equality diversity and inclusivity committee <clears throat> which I sit on and that's something that I think is is really really good and it's it's kind of while we always would have been we we would have felt we were very inclusive as a community it's really good I think to talk about it and you know there are students that are on that committee we've had uh, students come to the meetings and tell us about their experiences and tell us maybe a few things that maybe we didn't do as well as we should have and to learn from that as well and I think that that's that's really really important um, and in, intercultural communications management is actually one of the electives that you can choose in in final year um, on the course and again I think it's it's just developing that understanding and that um you know, then and making sure that we continue to be open and and learning about everyone's um different backgrounds and different cultures. So I think it's it's something we we all need to talk about a little bit more. So um I think it's it's a good place to start. Schools and colleges and universities have been seriously impacted by COVID in the last twelve months, and certainly twelve months ago we didn't think we'd still be dealing with it a year later. How has that impacted your students and your courses? You mentioned that obviously they couldn't go and do their international placements or travel to the States. But in terms of students come back in September, are, are you doing online teaching or what way have you worked this year and for September? Um, I suppose, like, as, as I suppose most people will know, um, third level education um nearly almost went completely online um it, we were very lucky in Shannon um and i suppose because of the practical nature of our program um that our first year students were allowed to come on campus um to to do their practical subjects so that was that was really positive and 
what we did was just broke the classes down. They'd already be in quite small groups for those practical subjects because they are hands-on. Um, so they were broken into smaller groups again. And those groups were um, decided by the language they were studying. And then their their living accommodation was then sor- sorted um, using those two, um, those two class groups. So it meant they weren't mixing with, with too many other people. Um, and they did get to, to come to the college and spend time in the kitchens, spend time in the restaurants and accommodation services. So they got to learn all those practical hands-on skills. So I, I'm sure they're going to be snapped up very quickly now uh, for, for summer work um, to keep them busy <laughs> once the hotels reopen. And they're, they're usually um, in high demand. So we've had plenty of um, requests into the college recently looking for looking for for more staff for the summer which is which is great. So I'd say like you have been busier over the past 12 months than you probably normally would be um, online constantly all day every day just one zoom after another and like one of the projects you and I have been involved in was with the Dunraven Arms Hotel in Adair where we did the online TY student project because the students in TY year couldn't go out and get that much needed and much enjoyed work experience working in hospitality. So if there's students out there listening who might be interested in going to Shannon, and especially like just to remind some of the TY students that might be listening, or indeed parents and grandparents that might be listening, that are great at giving advice and direction to the young people, because like what you said yourself, you didn't know what you wanted to do then and it was your friends that kind of sparked that idea in you so no harm if a parent or a grandparent says oh I heard this lovely girl Sarah from Shannon College of Hotel Management talking about all the different opportunities that hospitality can open up. Students can apply up until the the last um, round of the CAO which is the change of mind which closes on the 1st of July so there still are opportunities to apply um so, uh, so not to worry if, if you are still interested. And the other thing to mention is, you know, we do, we have been, as you said, online all year um, doing different events and uh, all of them have been virtual. Um, and if there is anyone that's interested, you know, please do get in touch with the college. That's that's the first thing I would say. Um, and also have a look on our website to see, you know, what's the next event that's coming up. Um, also, we have a lot of our events recorded now as well. So a lot of the events that have actually happened um, are up on, on YouTube as well. So, you know, you can have a look back at some of the events that have happened um, over the last year. And they'll, you know, while you won't be able to ask your questions um, at the, you know, at that time, um, you can get in touch at any stage to, to the college. And um, we're more than happy to take any questions and give advice. And also our students are fantastic. Our students love to talk to, to people about their experiences and uh, and advise them as well. So if, if you did kind of think that Shannon might be a good fit, but you're not sure and you'd like to talk to a current student, uh, we have we've plenty of students that are more than happy to, to talk about their experience and, and tell others about um, what, the, what it's like to be a student in Shannon. And as somebody who has been a student in Shannon and has worked out in the industry and now is back in the college, what would you say to students that, school students that are considering a career in it, why would you, what would you say to them to say, why would you tell them, yep, this is a career to pursue? Um, 
I think for me, it's just, it's such an exciting industry. You know, there's, there's, it's always, um, uh, like it's always a busy atmosphere that you're working in. Um, you're meet, meeting different people every day. Um, I, I always say as well, if, you know, if you're the type of person who really gets a kick out of making another person happy, you know, if a person walks into the hotel and they're, they're having a terrible day and something that you do can change that and, and make them walk back out the door happier, like if you get a kick out of that, I think um, you're definitely going to be a good fit for the industry. Um, I also think like there's a lot of um, people that think, you know, about the, the unsociable hours or that kind of side of things. But I mean, at the same time as that, um, there's a lot of people that Monday to Friday, nine to five is unsociable, you know, for them. So I think as well, if you're in a job that you're that you love and you really enjoy it and it's it's a fun, exciting atmosphere. Um, I think I think, you you know, you, you'll you'll love the work that you're doing. So um, so I don't think the hours will um, impact you. The other thing as well to mention is that, you know, if you're if you're working in hotels or you have friends that are working in hotels, there are some amazing perks as well. You know, um, some of my friends work in some of the most amazing hotels around the world. So I've been lucky enough to go and stay in some of the most um, <clears throat> amazing properties around the world um, on friends and family rate because I definitely wouldn't have been staying there otherwise. So, yeah, there are great perks as well. You're making me very jealous now, Sarah. Making me <laughs> very jealous. It's been a while. It's been a while because we haven't been allowed to go anywhere. So uh, hopefully we'll be getting back to travel soon. Well, I'm going to ask you now, where is the first place that you're going to travel whenever we can? But before we get to that, you, you mentioned there about meeting different people. And there's great opportunities to meet celebrities, pop stars, politicians, and even just down the road from he, me here in Adair, we have Adair Manor and the Dunraven Arms Hotel, where there have been very high profile weddings, and you just don't know who you could pass walking up the main street in Adair. Have you met many famous people, celebrities, actors? My final placement um, was in New York, and it was working in the Fitzpatrick's um, in New York. So they would often have uh, very famous Irish celebrities that would come and stay, you know, like um, we, we would have had some of the um, the past Irish presidents. Uh, Liam Neeson was act was a, a frequent visitor. The, um, the, the, uh, the suite in the hotel was actually named after him. So, uh, so he, he visited quite a bit. Um, in Switzerland, I suppose the biggest celebrity was, for me was probably Pelle. Um, at the time I was not right in, I wasn't really, uh, I'm not, well, still I'm not a big football fan, but, uh, but I, I suppose now that I've looked him up, I understand that, yeah, he's actually quite a big deal. And he was very pleasant, very nice man to serve. And we, we also then had the, um, the Dutch football team stayed with us that time as well, because the Euros were on in Switzerland. So, um, they were all very friendly as well. And, uh, I know when I was telling some of my friends about who I was uh, serving and who was dining in the restaurant each evening, um, they were all very, very jealous and sure. I, I didn't know who they were, but they were all very pleasant. And, uh, you know, but everyone gets the same service as well, of course. So, um, um, but yeah, no, it is. It's exciting. And uh, when you when you know there's a celebrity coming or somebody that's um, <clears throat> more high profile, it does kind of, give a little bit of a buzz around the place and it is exciting and uh, it adds to the fun absolutely 
So then the last question then is where are you going to travel to whenever restrictions lift and you can go anywhere in the world? You've mentioned Vietnam, you've talked about the Seychelles, <laughs> Switzerland, New York, lots of very exotic and far-flung places. But And the world is your oyster with all those great contacts. So where do you think you'll be heading to as soon as you're allowed um, well, I, I, I'd say I'm, I'd say I'm going to be back on a plane pretty quick, or as quick as I can uh, for work. So back to a lot of those destinations that I've been to before. But um, I suppose on a on a personal level, um, my my best friend who I spoke about earlier, who who initially would have introduced me to to Shannon, um, he is he work he lives in um, Singapore, uh, works in the Ritz Carlton there, but he's actually spending um, the the next I think four months uh I'm hoping it might be stretched so that I could go visit um opening the Ritz Carlton in the Maldives so uh I would really love to get to go and visit him while he's while he's based there but I suppose if 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 not I'll settle for maybe another trip to to Singapore I always love going back to visit them in Singapore so uh I'd, I'd love to I'll, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back on a plane anyway that's for sure well both destinations sound absolutely fabulous um so whenever that happens safe travels thank you so much for talking to us this evening and continued success with your own career oh thank you so much Sharon you're listening to the best possible taste on West Limerick 102 FM Welcome back to The Best Possible Taste. I'm Sharon Noonan. And just before the break, the Shannon College of Hotel Management's marketing manager, Sarah Mahoney, gave us an insight into her exciting career, which started in Shannon and has taken her all over the world, working in lots of fabulous hotels, and has brought her full circle back to her alma mater. If you're just tuning in now and you missed that, you might want to catch The Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM when it's repeated on Wednesday mornings at 8am and all the podcasts are available to listen to on SharonNoonan.com as well as iTunes and the podcast app. Now our next guest is a young female entrepreneur from County Waterford. Kira Hennebury launched Crea Ireland last year at the height of the COVID-19 pandemic and it's going from strength to strength. Let's find out more about her journey from the family farm to her latest venture that she's just launched today. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. Kira, you're very welcome to the programme and tonight you're going to tell us all about Crea Ireland. It's a very new business that you've started up recently. Yeah, my name is Kira Hennebury and I am the founder of Crea Ireland. We're an online trading platform and we connect the best Irish businesses to consumers worldwide. And why did you decide to start this business, Kira? So last August, I was sitting in my office and I was hearing on the radio so many um, brick and mortar stores closing down and everyone wanted to support Irish businesses. But I said, I was online, I said, where do I go? And Googling and looking up everywhere. And I said, okay, I have the marketing knowledge and the website expertise and I can do something to help Irish businesses here. So I suppose I'm really, really passionate about helping Irish businesses. For years, I would have volunteered and then I had my own marketing business helping um, small Irish businesses as well so I think everything just came together and um, the idea was born and we launched then in November. Well let's talk a bit 
more about you, Kira, because you're talking about running businesses and I can see you across the, the screen, the listeners can't, but you're not very old by the looks of it. Though so I did read that you've been running business since the age of 16. So tell us more about your background. You grew up on a farm. Yeah, so I grew up on a family farm and we're in Rockormick and County Waterford. So the foothills of the Cumber Mountains. And I suppose from a young age, I was always used to um, stock coming in and buying and selling and everything like that. And then I was 16 and I had my own horse and I used to be um, trekking around the Comer Mountains. And I said, OK, I can make a business out of this. And um, so that was my first business. It's called Comer Trekking. And I ran that until I was 16, until about 19 then I went to college <laughs> and um, forgot about the business but um, yeah so that was my first business and I suppose that really opened up my eyes from that moment I knew I want, wanted to be an entrepreneur I didn't have a clue what I wanted the business in but I knew that that was something that it was the feeling of being my own boss and that everything I was doing that I could grow and grow and grow and um, really develop so that that opened my eyes to be an entrepreneur. And what did you go on to study then? So I went on to study business in Waterford Institute of Technology. And after that, I worked um, in a number of organisations. And then I did a master's in digital marketing. And I went to New Zealand then and I worked in Autism New Zealand as their marketing manager. And I came back here then and I worked for a charity in Dublin or Bus Ireland as um, their marketing manager as well. And then um, when I came up with the idea for Korea, um, I left then to pursue that full time. So some people would say, wow, very risky to give up a full time secure job to, to start something new. Is that something that ever fazed you? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like Every day, I suppose, as an entrepreneur, you, you think, oh, it'd be a lot easier if, you know, if you were just working, um, if you were working, getting a, like a secure income every week. But I suppose I'm just not one of those safe people. I've always been a risk taker. And it's it's my passion that keeps me keeps me going. Um, every day I wake up, I know I'm helping Irish businesses. Um, I get texts on my phone saying, thank you so much. And um, we've sold X-Men this week or the highlight of my career so far has actually um, been one of our, one of our artists and jam producers. Um, they text me at Christmas and they said, Kira, like we, we had to take on someone else to fulfill the orders from Korea. And that just, fills my heart with joy and I said this is why I'm doing this to help other businesses grow so much that they have to take on someone else you know we're creating jobs we're growing people's dreams we're growing their businesses and it's so rewarding and that's why I do it and I suppose and um, that's what keeps me going and um, it's 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 not about the money for me it's it's about the the passion and the help in others Whenever you go onto the website, it's a very, I think, streamlined, it's a very clean website. The branding and everything's lovely on it. It's very easy to navigate. So you can see that there was a lot of time and effort went into the design of that and a lot of expertise that went into that. How involved were you in the layout and the, the structure of the website? Yeah, so I'm very, aesthetics is everything. Um, I think, you know, people 
people love I love nice looking things pretty looking things and that's what I want my brand to be about so and um, everything down to every single photo that comes on the website and um, I review it and look at it every single product I review it and approve it and make sure um, I know everything that's going up and that I have approved it and the whole reason behind that is to make sure that we only have the best for our consumers and um, so I know when I want to when I want to buy Irish and um, you know it's a lot of scrolling everywhere and different websites so I want consumers to be able to come on to one site and everything there in the one place. And the most important thing of all, to know that it's good quality and it's good products and it's something that you would like and you would use. So everything is handpicked. I suppose the standard, everything has to be up to the high standard and high quality, even down to the photos of the product. And the product range, like it, it is very extensive, but we'll focus on the food and drink for the purposes of the best possible taste. At the start, did you have to go out and actively find those products and, and get those companies on board? Yeah, so uh, at the start, um, back last October, um, what I really wanted to do, the whole reason we set it back, is up to give back to Irish businesses. So we offered our platform for free um, for the first few months, obviously, because it was really hard for Irish businesses to know what they were signing up to um, because we weren't even existed. So, you know, I could have said, oh, it's going to be a lovely website and all of these things. But it was it was hard to understand what it was going to be without seeing it. So I suppose um, what enticed people to sign up at the start was that we were we were offering it free to give back this Christmas and we were so grateful that so many people trusted us and um, really wanted to come on board and I suppose we had just over 60 when we started and now we have 150 businesses on board. And do you ever have to politely decline a request to be listed on the website? Yeah, unfortunately, and it breaks my heart if we if we do have to turn away people. But I suppose I look at like who our target market is and what our products want, um, our consumers want, and what products they want. And the main thing is the if the photos, you know, and um, a, a lot of people would say your brand looks really good. You have a high standard and high quality, and um, we need to make sure that everything is up to that quality. Now I do offer business development support and advice, and um, so if your business is not to our standards or if there's some things that you can do to change most of all it's always the photos so we can help you get really good photos and we can get our photographer out to you and to take the photos we can give you tips and advice on how to really um, get your application form so I suppose at the end of the day I want to help as many people as I can so it's just about helping you get the right photos and helping you make your products as good as you can so you can sell as much on our site then as well yeah the photograph the photographs are absolutely critical yeah yeah they really are worth investing money in to get great photographs which can be used time and time again not only in their own website but your website and for PR purposes exactly yeah so how it works then is I go online and it's a bit like I suppose using um, a hotel booking engine you can go on and input some details of what you're looking for and then you get a number of different suggestions and when you choose the product or products that you like what happens then? Yeah so you add your products to your cart and you check out and you pay 
using your card details online. Um, we have used Stripe as our payment processor, and you will get an email then saying thanks for your order, and our suppliers will be in contact um, with you when they dispatch their or your order and then a supplier is getting an email saying that they have a new order and they will fulfill that then and once they dispatch you'll get an email then so if you ordered from like three different suppliers you'd get three individual emails from those suppliers saying that your products were on were on the way and three different deliveries then because they're coming from the three different locations yeah so yeah. you're not stocking all the products as such but you do have plans to do your own gift boxes yeah exactly so we're launching our own gift box range now that will be in launching in july which is really exciting it's something i want to do for from the start so we've handpicked the best irish projects from all over ireland we arrange a five gift boxes and two of them gift boxes are foodie focused and the first one is um, an artisan food box with a range of um, biscuits, chocolates, um, trying to think, chutneys, crackers, um, everything that your your foodie would love and all artisan Irish produce in there. And then our second one is the Taste of Home. It has, um, we really picked, spent a lot of time in hand picking all the products for this. So we have um, your staples that you miss abroad, like your Ballymaloo relish and your West Cork biscuits and your brown bread mix to make your Irish soda bread abroad and um, your raspberry jam, everything like this to really give you a taste of home if you're living abroad as well. It sounds delicious, all fantastic products and great for the brands to get the extra exposure through a different platform. And you yourself, you've talked about all the different knowledge and expertise and training your educational background, but the company has grown so much in such a short space of time that you've actually had to develop your team and you, you are employing eight other females at the moment. Yeah, so we have a team, all-female team of um, eight business and development um, marketing interns and they work with me every day. It's really, really good and to have a team of sharing that passion to grow Ireland and support local. And so they work every day to recruit more suppliers on board and create a content and really work on all our new projects that we're, that we're focusing on. Um, our big focus is for the next few months is really... Um, getting everyone in Ireland to know about us and then moving into the international markets as well. Well, look, you know, you make it sound really easy, but nothing is achieved without hard work and you must have faced some challenges along the way. What has been the, the biggest challenge you've faced to date? Um, well, there were a lot of them anyway. Um, that's definitely right. But um, I suppose when I started first um, was the hardest because I believed in the idea I had in my head and I believed in it and I knew it was going to work but it was trying to um, it was trying to get other people to believe in that idea as well and I suppose persistence really got me through that and, and just going for it um, so when I started telling everyone about my idea and you know looking for support and all of this and um, no one could see the idea that I had in my head so then when I just went and I launched everyone saw it then and and um, it really came together so I suppose 
for any entrepreneur, that's the hardest thing. When you know what your goal is and, you know, you can see it clearly in your head. It's it's just my biggest word of advice would be just go for it. And then um, people know what you're on about then when they, they actually see it. I suppose, like everyone, it's, I probably think too much about things and it's just to go for it then and, and just get on with it and show the results. And if you had to pick three or four of the, the food and drink products that are your personal favourites, I can I see myself now you've burned balsamics there, which is a wonderful selection of products from the north of Ireland, beautiful packaging, but also beautiful taste. Um, what are your favourite food and drink products that are available on the site at the moment? Yeah, so definitely one of one of the favourites. They're, they're all amazing, um, but one of the favourites, um, definitely my, my mother has been dropping hints for all her, all her, her birthdays and Christmases. Um, grand Grand Foods, they stock really nice arts and jams, chutneys, relishes, um, all of that. And um, Burned Balsamics is really, really popular as well and great great balsamics for the um like loads of range of different cookings that you can do with them a rebel chili is also a really big popular one on the site and for their chili sauces we made cauliflower hot wings from one of our um from one of our products on the site and they were really really popular and so everyone was was after that after the reel we put up on instagram about that so yeah i suppose we also have um the sweet factory um they're pick and mix sweets. They're real, real um, high interest for them as well on the site. Yeah, the site is really captivating. Like it really brings you in. And your Instagram has beautiful imagery as well. How important has social media been in spreading awareness about the, the website? Absolutely. Um, social media is definitely the most driving, key driving factor of our success to date. We haven't really used any other marketing channels at the moment. Um, that's something we're working on um, for the next few months. But social media has been key. I, I do love social media. I have a background um, in working in marketing. So I was delighted when I could use my skills and really um, grow as well. And I suppose... Um, the times that we're in that everyone is showing such good support to support local and support Irish. We really came at a good time and are getting so much support. It's absolutely brilliant um, to see how supportive people are. Of course, the burning question is, are you the head taster? Do you get to taste all the different food and drinks that you have up on the <laughs> website? Are you inundated with product samples? Yeah, so we had a really, a really good, uh, good tasting for our gift boxes. So, um, we had a number of chocolate bars, um, that we had to taste for the um gift boxes. So, yeah, I'm definitely the head taster, but I have a few, a few critics in the family that um that definitely give their opinion as well. They all want to taste the chocolate, so loads of opinions. <laughs> And whenever it comes to the orders, then, is it mainly Irish people that are ordering from you or do you find that you're getting orders from further afield? Yeah, so at the moment, we're um, about 80% in Ireland and then 20% abroad. Um, and what we've really noticed is people that are abroad, um, the what's really popular is if someone's um, living in Australia, they'll just order something to the 
to be delivered to their mother in Kerry or something like this. And it's great because if you're living in Australia, you can just send the product and we can write it or the supplier can write a personalised note for you. We have an option on and um, most of our products that you can write a personalised note and that's sent straight to the person in Kerry or wherever they are. So it's great to see um, so many people abroad using the service because they want to support local, they want to support Irish and they don't have to go to the post office or anything or pay for postage in Australia to Ireland. They can just keep it in Ireland. So it's really, really good to see that that's popular as well. And now we do have a lot of products going abroad as well, but at the moment, probably it's more popular and people that are Irish living in um, abroad are purchasing for their families and friends here. So it's great to see. The passion is very evident whenever you're talking. You clearly enjoy what you do every day, all day. If you had to look into the future 10 years down the line, where do you see yourself? Uh, yeah, that's that's definitely right. I absolutely love it, and I suppose that's that's why I'm here and I'm why I'm doing it because it's so rewarding knowing that I'm helping people every single day. Um, I suppose in in ten years' time, I'd love to have um over five thousand suppliers on the website and be the one stop shop for buying Irish online and everyone knowing about us. You know, being being as big as some of those international names and being that one-stop shop for buying Irish. And then um, just today as well, I've launched another side of the business. Um, it's called Kira Hennebury Coaching. So I'm offering um, one-to-one marketing coaching um, to business owners to help them grow their audience online as well. So um, since the start Kriya, I've got so much um I've every day I've been on the phone helping business owners um grow their market and give them tips and then um I got so much demand I've I launched um consultancies and one to ones uh, coaching programs as well within Korea and the demand was amazing so I've opened that up now to outside of Korea and um just launched that today. You must be flat out, flat out. <laughs> I wouldn't have it any other way. Well, listen, it's been wonderful to talk to you. I have no doubt that that 10-year plan is going to come to fruition probably sooner than the 10 years. You're clearly a very capable and determined young person and it's it's very refreshing to talk to somebody with that attitude towards life. So continued success, Kira, and best of luck with the new, the new area of the business. Thanks for having me uh, this evening, Sharon. If anyone wants to find out more about Korea Ireland, you can go onto our website, www.korea, it's spelled C-R-O-I-A, Ireland.com, or our Instagram and Facebook is Korea Ireland as well. Fantastic. Thanks again, Kira. You're listening to The Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM. Welcome back to The Best Possible Taste. I'm Sharon Noonan. And just before the break, Kira Hannabury impressed us all with her dynamic career to date. And earlier on in the programme, we explored the various doors that studying hospitality can open to you with Sarah O'Mahony, the Marketing Manager at the Shannon College of Hotel Management. And congratulations to Kira and Sarah on their achievements to date and continued success to both of them in their very exciting careers. And that is all we have time for tonight. Thanks for listening and to my guests, 
Sarah O'Mahony and Kira Hannabury. And until next week, bon appétit. Do you want to get in touch with the best possible taste? Do you want to come on, share a recipe, review a cookery book, or just have a general chat about what you like to eat and drink? All you have to do is get in touch with me, Sharon Noonan, by sending an email to s.noonan at live.ie or send me a tweet at Queen of Org. Bon appétit!